Hey, this is Tobin from Whittier, California. Hey, this is Jamil Michelin from Stony Brook, New York. Hey, dudes, this is Clint Gann from Hamilton, Alabama, and you're listening to the Dad Tired Podcast. How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Dad Tired Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Lopes. Join me every Monday as we dive into what it looks like to be men who fall in love with Jesus and help our families do the same. You can learn more about our books, resources, conferences, and even online community by going to dadtired.com. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, well, welcome back to the Dad Tired Show. So good to be back here with you. Man, uh, it has been an insane week and weekend for me. Uh, As I'm recording this, just to give you some context here, as I'm recording this, my little town that I live in is under a level three, which is the highest level uh, mandatory evacuation notice. So everyone in the town had to leave. And uh, we are watching fires that are kind of surrounding our house. I live in the Portland metro area uh, here on the West Coast. So if you've been following the news at all, you've probably been seeing fires all over the West Coast. Portland's been getting historical wildfires. And we are in a town that is uh, one of the few that's under the mandatory evacuation. So that's been my week, man. The last <laughs> the last couple of days, literally had a sheriff uh, officer show up yesterday and knock on our door and say, you guys got to get out of here. The fires are getting close. So packed up the family and they're at the in-laws. I did not plan on recording this episode, but I leave tomorrow to go to Alabama to do a dad tired conference. And as I was at my in-laws, I realized like I didn't pack anything <laughs> for my trip. Uh, I was so focused on getting the kids all packed and grabbing all our important things that I totally forgot to pack for my trip to Alabama tomorrow. So as you're listening to this, we will have just wrapped up a dad tired conference in Thorsby, Alabama, which I am trusting um, right now that it's going to be amazing. And as you're listening, that it was amazing. God did big things. Um, but I came back home, which was so eerie, dude. I like drove into an empty ghost town. There are police everywhere. And uh, I felt just a little bit like I, it, it was just weird. But I drove into town and uh, I snuck into my house and I thought, man, instead of having a week go by that uh, we don't have a podcast, why don't I just upload this real quick? So that's what we're doing. Uh, I snuck in. I'm here uh, for a couple minutes recording this introduction to this interview that I had a couple weeks ago with Jason Hauser, which is just, uh, dude, this guy's so encouraging. I always try to like, it's really, really important for us as younger dads to get around guys who can, who are a little bit ahead of us in the game, who can really teach us like, all right, man, you, I've got young kids. You've got older kids. I want my kids to follow Jesus. You have kids that are following Jesus in their teen years. You've been married longer than me. Like just, I want to soak all the wisdom up that I can. And that's really what I did in this interview. It's going to be really helpful for you on your journey as a husband and dad. I know that. But before we dive in, I do want to thank my friends over at Louisiana Grills for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, man, I was so intimidated to get a Louisiana grill, not not just their grill, but any kind of like smoker grill in general. I've never been like a big barbecue guy. I've always enjoyed barbecue, don't get me wrong, but I just never knew what I was doing and felt a little bit intimidated. But I have been cooking so much on this thing and people think I'm actually good. Like even friends have come over and had some of our, the meat that we smoked on this barbecue and they're like asking me tips and tricks and I'm like, I'm just faking it till I make it. But <laughs> the Louisiana grills definitely 
uh, makes me look better than I actually am. It, it is so easy to use and the meat that you're going to cook on that you can do vegetables and stuff like that, but I'm, a, I've been a big meat eater lately. And the meat that I've been cooking on this is just absolutely amazing. They have a black label series that they just came out with. Uh, I was actually one of the first people that got to try this grill and it's just, dude, it's just, it's so, it, it's like grilling, smoking in t- 2020. It's got features on it that they've got intelligent cooking right from your smartphone. You can monitor everything right on your phone. They've got the, all the temperature gauges built in right there. You can I can see the temperature of the meat from sitting in my living room. I can see the temperature of the grill. Uh, it, and it doesn't just do smoking. It's got like it's got all the features in it. Uh, you can go down from as little as 180 degrees cooking, what they call slow and slow, or you can even sear things at 600 degrees. You can sear charcoal, smoke, bake, grill, roast, barbecue, braise, all of it. Uh, and what I like to do, one of my favorite things to do is try all the different flavors of pellets. They have lots of uh, hardwood pellets that you can use, and it really changes the flavor of the meat. And so I, uh, when you get one of these, I highly recommend that you try different pellets because it's going to change the flavor. Uh, they did hook the Dad Tired audience up with a promo code 10% off of their Black Label series. We've got a link in the show notes to that, so you can just click that link when you go to dadtired.com and click the show notes to this episode. Use the promo code Dad Tired When you use that link, and you'll get 10% off your new grill. These things are amazing, and I promise you'll be the talk of the town. That being said, let's dive into today's episode. Jason, I'm so excited to be hanging out with you today, man. For the audience who may not be familiar with you, tell us who you are and what you're up to these days. All right. Awesome. Hey, my name is Jason Hauser. I'm a songwriter and a family minister. I get to encourage families through a ministry called Seeds Family Worship, and we sing God's word. Mm. Our mission is to sing God's word into as many hearts and homes as possible. And so I get to travel around to churches and, and sing scripture songs that I've been a part of writing. And the ministry is 16 years old, so I've been on this journey for quite a while. Wow. And uh, I'm a husband of 25 years, just celebrated our 25th anniversary with my bride, Heidi. Nice. And then we have three kids kind of launching into adulthood, 21, and then 19-year-old and 16-year-old. So two boys and a, and a little girl, now a 16-year-old girl, yeah, yeah. <laughs> driving and everything. But this season of life... Um, you know, just to get to do family ministry, but to live it out. And we serve together as a family in a lot of ways. And and we share all the same struggles, you know, that dad struggle um, mm. being in, in ministry doesn't make us immune to anything. They make it just harder or yeah. diff- challenging in a different way. Yeah. But, but I just want to say, Jared, I'm so stoked to get to be a part of this mm. podcast and to get to encourage dads because dads make such a difference and yeah. God's given us a voice and a place to stand and, and we can be, you know, um, a thermostat in our homes and, and we really can make a difference and God's given us a role. And so I love the chance to get to come encourage dads, being one and get to knowing how important it is now that our kids are in this new season of life. All the things we've done over the years, the, the good and the bad, mm-hmm. you know, about how God's brought us to where our kids are walking with Jesus and on their own journeys with the Lord and, yeah. and what it's taken us to get there. But it's always been a top priority for me and my wife and to get to encourage dads and what you're, I just love what you're doing and getting mm. to be here for a few minutes, man. Oh, so man. thanks so much. Well, it, it goes both ways, man. I'm so grateful to be here or to have you here. And, uh, it's, uh, it's cool to see guys who are a little bit ahead of you, you know, and you know, I, yeah. I remember that when we very first had a baby and you'd see, 
I remember a very vivid moment. I spoke at a church and I was meeting some people afterwards. And uh, there was this guy who introduced himself and then he had his son with him who was nine. And his son shook my hand and I was just like, I can't even imagine a, a nine-year-old. This guy just seems, it seems like a man. Like you got a little man next to him. And now my yeah. son's nine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like, it's, just, it's, it's weird, <laughs> man. It's just how the... Uh, yeah, perspective is very, very helpful. So to have a guy who's been married, yeah. you, you've got a couple uh, decades under your belt yep. uh, in marriage, and you've got kids who are ahead of me. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to use selfishly every moment of this interview to uh, glean as much possible knowledge. The one thing actually stuck out to me when you, in your introduction, you said that you serve together as a family. What are like, how do you serve together with some teenagers? Like, what does that look like for you in your season of life? Well, in our ministry, you know, we do music. And so our kids, we never pushed our kids into music, but they ended up being young musicians. And so they developed their own musical talent. And so now we go out and lead family events. My 21-year-old is an amazing electric guitar player. He's actually now producing and writing the new music with me for Seeds. And so he works with me in the recording studio and then our middle son's a keyboard player. And so he's, he's actually headed to youth with the mission, but he plays keyboards and then our daughter sings on all the records. So when you hear the the youth and kid vocals on the Seeds Family Worship records, her voice has wow. been in there for probably 10 years, wow. you know, since she was a little girl. And, and, uh, and so we'll go out, like we were recently in Dallas leading uh, a live stream event. And so it's our family up on stage, also with my nephew and niece. Mm. So we're, we're kind of a family ministry with two families cool. with the last name Hauser yeah. and we call our family Hauser mania. So <laughs> yeah. when Hauser mania shows up for ministry, you know, we got a lot of energy, we, you know, and, and a lot of joy, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, but we get to, we get to play music together. Mm. And I, I never imagined I'd be doing this long enough to actually grow a band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Well, my, my last name is Lopes and my dream okay. is to have a family band called like the cantaloupes, the antelopes. Like I've got all my, <laughs> my band names planned but oh, when when did yeah. when did you know your kids have like musical talent i love music i we listen to a lot of music in our house and uh and so uh i'm like just so hope my dad's a professional musician i grew up playing, okay. i dabbled in it i would never say i'm a musician i was a worship pastor for a little bit so i could fool some okay. people but i don't I, I don't think i could hang with anyone i, I get intimidated but anyway I, I so badly want my kids just to be these like just great singers, great vocalists. And I don't, sometimes my kids will sing and I'm like, okay, I appreciate the heart. It's a little out of tone and, and yeah. you know, you're a little pitchy here, but <laughs> like, when did you, when did you know your kids like, man, they're actually pretty good. They got some musical talent in them. You know, when they, when they just start grabbing at the, themselves, you know, I think as a parent, mm. and this is encouragement to dads in life, yeah. you know, it's like, we hope our kids try different things. Yeah. And so our kids, cause I'm not, I'm not a sports dad, you know, I actually, talk to my boys about volunteering to help their football team. And they're like, dad, please don't, you know, don't be a coach, stay in your lane. You know what I mean? And so that was pretty funny, but, uh, but for our kids, we just saw them take, taking it on, you know, we try, had try music, try sports, try these things. But with Mm. the music thing, when they start grabbing it for themselves, start playing, our kids go to a Christian school, so they start playing on a worship team, and, okay, yeah. and they start doing what I call woodshedding. But you start practicing at home, mm-hmm. and you start putting the hours in because that's what it takes with anything, right? Yeah. And so they started just kind of grabbing it for themselves, and then taking opportunities, and then people recognize their gifting. And so it really just for for us as parents, like we're trying to see, you know, we believe that God put specific giftings in our kids and has purposes, like He's got purposes for all of our lives, and yeah. so. 
my encouragement to dads and what we try to do as parents is, is just, okay, wow, this is something, wow, God's put this musical gifting, you know, in our oldest son. And so we just try to help him get some lessons, help him get some equipment, help him look up videos on YouTube, because that's how kids learn to do things right. nowadays, right. you know. And, uh, and so we try to just encourage them in that. So I think as parents, we can look for those gifts and, and really help just come, come alongside our kids, yeah. especially as dads and speak life into our kids and, and into the things they've been gifted to do. So, yep. yeah, I love that perspective. You know, what is God already doing in them and how do I, as yeah. a dad partner alongside of him to help shape and cultivate and kind of bring out what uh what's happening already in my my child i love that perspective did you like yeah um have you always had kind of this spiritual leader of my family hat on you know like the the mindset of like okay uh, i want to be used by god to help shape my children to be followers of jesus like talk to me you're 25 years into marriage you've got teenagers What a, got a few miles. I got a few miles got, on this. You got, this some, you got some skin. You know what I'm saying? You got some skin in the game, man. <laughs> so, you know, talk to me about year one as a dad versus you yeah. know, where you're at now. Absolutely. Well, the thing about it is, and, and for all of us as dads, like we all have a story, yeah. right? And we all have the things that have happened to us. We all have the things that, that we've done. For me, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, you know, and mm. I became a Christian on my own as a church camp as a teenager, mm. started following the Lord. But in my journey of life, music, you know, I always wanted to do music. So I moved to Nashville when I was 18, yeah. Music City. That made a lot of sense. Would do music, moved to Music City. So I did that. And, but I really um, wandered away from the Lord and music became the most important thing in my life. Mm. So then I got married, started a family, had two young boys and my home life was a wreck. Mm. And so my family was actually falling apart, you know, mm. and it's, it's ironic. The Lord starts a family ministry from a broken family, yeah. but that's what happened is I, I share my testimony, but I say, you know, my life became a country song mm. as I was working in the country music industry. Mm. And you don't want your life to become a country song. <laughs> so I ended up on the side of the road in my pickup truck, crying, you know, mm. after I left my house, after a big argument with my wife and I told her, we, I can't keep doing this mm. for the rest of my life, you know? And how old, were, how old a, were the boys at this point? They were like probably, I think five and three. Okay. So they were just little yeah. kids, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I came from a divorced home. So this was a moment in my life, but this is one of the times I had such an encounter with the Lord as I cried out to God mm. and I just repented. Mm. And I said, God, I'm sorry that for the mess that I've made, of my life. I can't produce this movie of my life, you know, and this is what it's become. And so I don't care if I'm in music anymore, just save my family. Mm. And I want to follow you. And so, and, and God just gave me the strength at that moment to turn my truck around, drove back home, told my wife about my encounter with the Lord. I said, we're going to make it. Mm. And I'm going to, I'm God's going to change me. Mm. He's already changed. I mean, he changed me honestly in the moment, Mm. I believe. And, and of course, it was a process for us rebuilding our marriage and our family. Yeah. But then in the midst of all that, that um, I started serving my church and children's ministry. And then the Seeds ministry, where now I write scripture songs for families and started doing ministry to families that God just brought all of that, that brokenness into a place where now to answer your long answer to your question, Jared, but to where I said, okay, I want to lead my family. Mm. I want to lead my marriage and I want to be who God wants me to be and not, and quit chasing after 
these things. And the scripture that the Lord put on my heart at the time, I think would resonate with, with men here is, you know, it says, um, Matthew six, you know, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, you know, um, do not, do not be anxious think, think, what should we eat? What should we drink? What should we wear for the, for the pagans or the world runs after all these things Mm -hmm. and your heavenly father knows that you need them, Mm -hmm. but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And the Lord just showed me like you're chasing after the world and quit chasing the world and seek me first. And I'm going to provide. And I saw my life turn around and then I started going, okay, now I I need to lead my wife. I need to lead my kids. Mm. And then the journey of doing family ministry, as I was, actually called into family ministry, I was learning how to do it. So right. we tried to do like family times and, and they were just a train wreck at first and our kids are fighting. My boys are punching each other and I'm, I'm angry dad. Right. <laughs> 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 I mean, it wasn't pretty, but, but the thing about it there's is nothing, I just, there's no, I mean, we'll just pause there. There's nothing funnier. Yeah. This literally just happened the other night. <laughs> Okay, I feel, I've been feeling like, man, God is stirring my heart. He's like drawing me closer to him. I'm getting, I'm just feeling like close to Jesus all day. And so my plan yeah. is at dinner, I'm just going to be like, man, we're just going to have this time where I'm like asking good questions and my kids' hearts are opening up. And so we sit down for dinner and it's just chaos. And then now I'm just <laughs> pissed, man. I'm angry. Yeah. I'm just like, sit down. We're reading the Bible. <laughs> you know, just like, I'm like, well, this completely derailed. So anyway, I'm, I'm yeah. grateful to hear. The but, other, but that's yeah. how I, I think as dads, we, we actually like hearing that because we're not alone, yeah. you know, yeah. in, in that. And, and there actually is a spiritual battle. I think when yeah. you step into yep. leading your family, that the, the enemy will try to discourage you, you know, from doing that because it's so important. Yep. And so I do encourage dads to press through that because mm-hmm. when we we started we had a really rough start but then we we kind of pressed through that and then I saw a few months later that our kids quoted the scripture to me or something we had talked mm-hmm. about in our family time mm-hmm. and I was like wow they're they're getting this yeah. and they're putting it into practice mm-hmm. and I'm like okay it really is working we're, we're seeing some some traction here yeah you know and and for us if, if I can encourage dads like to do like a family time, you know, a spiritual family time, like to hang out together as a family once a week. It's what we encourage people to do with seeds is like, for us, it's Sunday nights and we don't hit it every week. It's not a religious thing. It's not a scorecard. It's just, it's a family culture. And our kids, do we make a nice meal Sunday night? And then we sit, I mean, just whatever that is, because that could be, you know, ordering Chinese, but it's yummy. I should say it's yummy. Right, right. We don't know how it's prepared. It could be pizza. (laughs) But we make a a family meal on family nights. And then we, we just sit down and we talk about the week coming. We we pray together. And over the years, we've done different things with little kids. You can read like Jesus storybook Bible Mm -hmm. or some things like that. We've read some books over the years. We've watched a lot of right now media Mm -hmm. videos. Like when the kids were into sports, we watched some Tim Tebow videos, but there's so many easy things for dads. Just if you step into it, put a little bit of effort and just create just a rhythm. And again, rather than trying to say, we're going to do something every night or every morning, which is, which would be awesome. There's, that's a good thing too. I'm not discouraging that. I'm saying just like with our exercise and our physical health, like if you can create some consistency in your family culture that, Hey, we have consistent family, spiritual time, it's really us being together, but around the Lord, right? You know, like you mentioned, Jared, like around the dinner table, yep. just 
bring in the word. It doesn't have to be a lot. And when the kids are young, it can be just short, you know, their age, like that, that many minutes, five-year-old, five minutes, mm. you know, 10-year-old, 10 minutes, mm. just but kind of keeping it flowing to where your family can have that time. It's like, yeah, we, we seek God together. It's part of who we are. It's not what we yeah. do. It's who we are. Yeah. I like that. That's a very practical, helpful, you know, five, five-year-old, five minutes, 10-year-old, 10 minutes. Yeah. That's really practical, helpful stuff. Um, you know, being now that you've got teenage kids who are joining you in ministry and serving alongside of you. And like I said, 25 years of well, 25 years, right? Am I saying? Yeah. Right? 20, yeah. That's, that's right. That's awesome, man. Congratulations on that. That's, Thank that's you. awesome. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 25 years and so you, you have some teenagers. Um, what would you say to a young dad now? Like what, what, if you, you sit across the, you know, I've been married 10 years. My oldest is nine. So we have, mm-hmm. we have a one hour chance to grab a cup of coffee or some Chinese food or whatever. Uh, and I'm like, all right, man, I want to be a husband who's 25 years in, who's got some teenage kids who are following Jesus. What do you yeah. tell me? Like what, 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 what are you giving me advice wise? I mean, I, I think the biggest uh, thing that I would tell you is just make your spiritual parenting or helping your kids follow the Lord, your top priority, mm. like make it a priority in your life and in your schedule. And there was a turning point, Jared, for me in my life yeah. when, when my son was becoming a teenager with our kids, we've taken our kids through this thing called passport to purity mm-hmm. that family life put out. Mm-hmm. And it helps parents talk about sex and dating and relationships as the kids are entering that new season of life. So it's a great thing. I commend that to all dads. Yeah. So around that, you plan a retreat with your kid, child to go somewhere. So my son, middle son, Brandon and I were going to go on a mountain climb together in Idaho. Cool where we live. And my life was so busy at the time. I was going to try to do it in the summer. My wife and I agreed. And, you know, we started the beginning of this, like May, June, July, August, the whole summer went by. My wife kept just asking me kindly, like, Hey, this is a priority is important to you, but I kept putting it off and things kept coming up and quote unquote important things. But what happened was, is we ended up finally Labor Day weekend we went on our trip together and we did this three day backpacking trip and we spent time mm. at the very end of the trip. I was asking my son all three days, how are you doing? How are things going? And we're talking about his life and things he could be struggling with. And, and he's like, everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's good. But at the very end of the trip, right before we we're about to go down the mountain, I was literally about to go pack up our camp. And I, in my mind, I was already heading down the mountain, yeah. but I just stopped and prayed as we finished. And, and I felt like the Lord, just the Holy spirit just said, ask him one more time Mm. how he's doing. And I said, son, how are you doing? Is there anything you want me to talk about? Mm. Well, he'd been having his own conversation with the Lord and Mm. and struggling with some things. And he's told the Lord, Lord, if you want me to talk to my dad about this, have him ask me one more time. So he prayed that prayer. I prayed Lord and and Lord put, I mean, it was a divine moment. And as I asked him that question, tears just started Mm. rolling down his face. Mm. And I walked over sitting by, behind, by this beautiful mountain lake and I just gave him a hug. And I said, I'm here with you, son. Mm. But the thing about it is that I just want to share with every dad here. What I learned in that moment that changed my life was anybody can do my job. Mm. Anybody can write the songs that I write and be a family pastor. There's other people better than me, honestly, to do those jobs. But there's nobody in the world that can be the dad right. to Ben and Brandon and Abby. That's right. And nobody could have been Brandon's dad on the mountain that day to talk about the things he needs to talk about with his dad and to have someone be able to walk with him through a difficult season of that part of his mm-hmm. life. 
which changed his whole teenage yeah. life. Yeah. But I almost, here's the thing. I almost missed it. I almost missed the moment being so busy with other important things. But so I would say, so my, my coffee time encouragement would be make it a priority yeah. and know that you're the only person that gets to be the dad to your kids and your influence on their lives is so profound. Mm. But at the same time, it's such a blessing. Yeah. Like the Bible talks about in Psalm 127 and 128, just the gift of parent, yeah. parenting. And children are a heritage from the Lord. They're a blessing. It's the responsibility that we have as dads. It's not a burden. It's a blessing. Yeah. And so we take it on. We take on the, the mantle of that or the yoke of that. Yep. And we are thankful, I mean, to get to be a parent. And when you do some of the hard things when your kids are younger and do some discipleship and discipline, there is fruit in the teenage years. Mm. We've enjoyed our teenage years. We've had hard times. We've been through some crazy stuff mm -hmm. we won't get into, but mm -hmm. like all families do, right? Because yeah. the kids are figuring life out, making mistakes. But we've, we get to share relationships mm. and it's, it's rich because we've made relationships a priority mm. in our family. And so man. that would be my encouragement to, Jeez, to everybody. Man. Yeah. To get me all choked up over here, man. That's a, I mean, what a, <laughs> What a gift. What a gift for your for your son to to be able to sit down and have that conversation with you. I'm just, you know, even yeah. just as a man in his 30s who longed to have a dad who would do that and just thinking about yeah. all the uh the shame that I probably would have been pulled off of me, all the uh, yeah. all the insecurities yeah. that would have been pulled off of, literally from like one conversation like that. And obviously that one yeah. conversation uh, is based on a foundation of consistency, which is what you right. had. Um, but uh, you know, those powerful moments really, I mean, so much healing and, and trajectory shaping is happening there. And I think it's yeah. important too, even as I listen to your story, like, uh, or that story in particular, just thinking about giving God the space to speak to us. Yes. And, and, and I think that's what I'm hearing when you're talking about just like, slowing down prioritizing what god's trying to do and with in yeah. you and through you and just like man i've been really convicted lately of just how busy i've been and like hey yeah. god you've got like 12 seconds to say something to me if you want to say something because i'm moving from this to this to this you know yeah and it's just like what do i need to eliminate to really ask the lord like man i want to spend some time with you and really give the have the margin to say god speak to me and and yeah and that kind of moment allows for you to be on a mountain and to hear the voice of God and then be obedient to the voice of God when he's like telling you, yeah. you know, it prompts you to do that. So anyway, that was me just uh, verbally reflecting what I, what I heard you say, but I'm so encouraged, man, by that story. Good, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's definitely, I try to be really practical, you know, and share our story, yeah. you know, cause like I say, I, I think the other thing that I would just encourage you and, and dads that are with us is, to pray for your kids, mm. the power of prayer yeah. over our kids' lives. Yep. And, and again, being busy, but it's really being intentional. Yep. You and I were talking about, we started intentional parenting mm -hmm. and that ministry, but just that's one of the big things for us as dads to go. You know, a dad can say, well, I drive to work for 10 minutes every day yeah. or 15 or however long, but it's just like you start a habit of going, I'm just going to pray on that drive yep. for my kids. Yep. And so it starts becoming that, and if you start developing that habit, all of a sudden you realize like, well, when I, what do you do when you drive to work? I pray for my kids instead yep. of starting on some calls or, yep. or you get up and have coffee. You know, I have a, 
kind of my Bible study coffee prayer time starts with a cup of coffee and and then I head out for prayer walks, mm. you know, is my flow of life. Mm. And but to kind of have that time, yeah. and again, it just becomes a habit. It yeah. kind of becomes hard to not do right. Right. <laughs> once it gets ingrained. But I would say, when people say, what is the thing that you guys have done that you would really commend to people? And I would just say, make it a priority, like I said, but then just prayer. Yeah. We, we've we messed up so many things, and, and I'm happy to share those things as well. Mm. Um, but it's like we've always prayed for our kids for when they were like by the crib. So if you're a dad that has a little baby, just to, you can go in there by the crib while they're sleeping and say a prayer. Mm-hmm. And then you can put them down. The Bible talks about, you know, when you lie down, when you rise, mm-hmm. but to say a good night prayer mm-hmm. with your child or as they're, as they get older, you pray as you're all heading out yep. the door to say a short prayer. And then just, and then as you're, as you're seeking God in your walk with God, that you're praying for your kids. Yep. And there's a prayer we prayed that we were taught by some mentors of ours in Tennessee mm. when our kids were teenagers, but, like this lady prayed, she's like, I don't need to know everything, Lord, but show me the things I need to know about my kids. Mm, that's Tell cool. me what I need to know. Yeah. And their kids are always talked about um, how, how, to, how did mom know that? It's like, she goes, because I went to the Lord and our kids have said that. <laughs> my, my son, Brandon, recently wrote a blog that's on our Seeds Family Worship website, but he talks about 11 tips for parents from the teenager's oh, perspective. That's great. Yeah. I'll link and, to that and in he, the show notes. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. And he talks about how, you know, he was... Um, you know, we would find things out and it's like, how did you know that? You know, yeah. it's like, cause we, he knew we were praying for him. And so it was hard for him to get away with things, yeah. but God just showed us yeah. the things we needed to know. He, he, we'd find out that yeah. he was off the road right. and we'd be like, Hey dude. And we, we weren't coming after him to punish him. We're coming after him to, it's a discipleship. It's discipline. Yep. It's like, Hey, you're making poor choices. We, we can't control your choices, but we can tell you, we're going to tell you when you're off. Yep. And you're going to make those decisions ultimately, but we're going to guide you toward the right things, yeah. you know? I love that. So I love that. We, uh, so we have a dad tired family leadership program, uh, depending on, awesome. depending on when guys are listening to this, it could be out or it could be about to be out. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah. but in the program, we have a whole section about praying with and for your kids and, uh, awesome. and really just having like a, some community accountability, one that other guys could be praying for your kids, like join. And like, we're going to be an army of men who pray for other people's kids. Um, but also just like to give, thanks man. Yeah. And then just give, you know, and then just give guys some tools, practical tools, like you were just giving, like using the, your drive times as discipleship times and, and prayer times and all that. Anyway. So I love that. I love that. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying this interview so far and being encouraged by it. I do want to take a quick minute here and thank my friends over at Samaritan Ministries for sponsoring today's podcast. Um, many of you know that Layla, my wife, she's a nurse at the hospital and um, she works a couple days a week. And, and one of the main reasons that she continues to work, one is she's just such a great nurse and she loves what she does. She's, she's worked very hard to become a nurse and she's very, very gifted at it and good at it. But also kind of practically for our family is she provides the health insurance for our family and And so she continues to work part-time to be able to provide insurance, but we'd love to bring her home and have her work even less. But there has been kind of in the back of our mind, if that does become a reality, how are we going to just make sure our medical needs are met if something were to come up? Uh, So I started looking into different things that could help protect our family. And uh, I found Samaritan Ministries and I love what they're doing for so many reasons. But one of, one of the main things I love about them, first of all, they're, they're not uh, they're not a insurance company. OK, so 
when you think through insurance, uh, Samaritan Ministries is not an insurance, but it is a community of Christians that are actually paying each other's medical bills. And I love that because it kind of reflects the Galatians 6-2, bear one another's burdens uh, burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Or Philippians 2-4, it says, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also the interest of others. You think through the early church in Acts where they were selling their own possessions to really make sure that all the needs of the community are met. And that's really what Samaritan's Ministry does is it's a it's this community of people who are saying, I'm going to bear the burdens with you to make sure that your medical bills are taken care of and that you can not have to stress about uh, if you were to need to go to the doctor or the hospital. And so uh, I just, I know that there's so many of you, this comes up a lot in the dad tired group. You guys are thinking through these different kind of options. And I think Samaritan Ministries is definitely one that you're going to want to check out. If you go to samaritanministries.org slash dad tired, we've got a whole page set up so that you can kind of start looking into a biblical solution to healthcare. Um, there's no networks, which is really nice. You can join really affordable today. Uh, but one thing about it not being insurance is there are no network restrictions. And so you get to choose your own doctor and your hospital and the pharmacy that works best for you and your family. It's very affordable. Again, this is something that uh, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of families who are trying to figure out how to be part of a, a, a healthcare sharing community that is really bearing the needs of one another and not having to stress about those things. Uh, They connect you to hundreds of thousands of Christians from across the nation uh, who are supporting each other, not just financially, but also praying for each other, encouraging each other, and then also sending the money to help pay your medical bills. Uh, It really is a biblical solution to healthcare, connecting you to all the other Christians in the community who are going to support you both spiritually and financially when you experience a medical need. I'm a huge fan of what they're doing from a from a very practical perspective, but also just from a biblical perspective. I think this is the way that we see Christians bearing each other's burdens in 2020. It's a very practical and tangible way uh, that we get to do that as a community of believers. So again, you can go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash DadTired and get all the information and uh, check out what they've got going on over there. Marriage wise. So you got, you got the teenage, you've been in this a little bit ahead of me, but you've also been married longer than me. Like what, <laughs> tell me year one as a, uh, as a husband versus year 25 as a husband, what have you learned? Well, like I shared back from my story, you know, we, we had a rough start the first few yeah. years. And so I was just off track, but when, once I, um, you know, we, we kind of had that life change and turn things around. We've, we still, we have to work at our marriage, you know, and mm-hmm. I think, most marriages, I think people could say that, but it's such worthy work. Just like I have to work. Yeah. Not that I'm some physical specimen. You can't see me here on this podcast, but I'm, I mean, for a 50 year old dude, I'm doing pretty good. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, I work to stay where I am. I do a lot of hiking and running and yeah, yeah. mountain bike and you work at yeah. it. Right. Cause I want to be healthy. Yeah. I want to do what I can. And so to have a healthy marriage, same thing, yep. you got to pour into it. You got to spend some time. You got to have, yep. you know, and so, you know, we've done some, different retreats with our church and family life and other, you know, so Mm -hmm. I always commend that we've done um, in seasons, we've done some great marriage counseling. You know, usually it's not when things are going awesome that you're getting counseling. It's like, you know what, we need someone, but I've learned to, Hey, we're struggling. We need someone to speak into our, our lives. And a few years ago, we had this couple that came alongside us and we went through this two becoming one uh, marriage, you know, book with this couple, just, two couples, you know, so it's very mm. personal yeah. and man, it was a game changer for us, mm. you know, to get someone mm. else to come and just point out things 
yeah. where things are breaking down. Like we're having this argument that's kind of going on for a while. And then yeah. someone other than my wife in, in one scenario, it was me just <clears throat> being unreasonable about certain situations. And I just got called out by this other guy's wife. And she's like, why do you care more about what your neighbors think of you than what's important to your wife? Yeah. That's, and I was like, uh, that's a, that's exactly why we avoid those uh, things. That you do. Like, well, this is why I didn't want to sign up for this. Yeah, <laughs> It was a, it was a moment, but the encouragement, like I say, for, for husbands is you go through, you get that revelation and you're like, you know, yeah. I get to yep. say to my wife, it's like, I was off about that. And I'm yeah. again, you're more important than, in this scenario, our neighbors and what they think about this situation. Mm. And so you're more, I needed to affirm to my wife, her place in my life and her importance. And it, it's not about the thing, right? It's about this other thing that someone else helps you see. It's really about you are my bride and you, Mm. I value you. And so we had another couple walk us through that. And then the blessing of going through those hard things for men is it blesses your marriage. It blesses your parenting, it blesses your love life, sure. right? You yeah. put the effort yeah. in and you're like, wow, okay, I like this new season where we're, we're closer. Yeah. Yep. I don't yeah. think I need to break that down for anybody. No, I'm well, I mean, just for, if you need it real clear, man, like our wives, when our, when our wives feel loved and cherished and pursued and they've got a humble man that's repenting and confessing and leading them, uh, yeah. I always, every time I speak at our dad tired conferences, I'm always like, man, you start doing that. Like just be for those young dads, especially just be prepared to have more babies. Cause uh, that's, that's going to be the uh, consequences <laughs> of uh, you, you pursuing your wife. Right? Blessing. She's gonna, yeah, that's right. She's going to, yeah, she's going to be like, man, I feel, yeah, it's going to help in that area for sure. Not that that's why we do it, but uh, that is a beautiful gift that sometimes comes out. Yeah. Um, uh, dude. So Tell me about Seeds Family Worship, like your heart. We, you know, we've alluded to it multiple times uh, throughout the show, but like, what is it for the guys who aren't familiar with it? And again, we've, we've talked about it kind of loosely here, but what yeah. is it practically? Yeah. yeah. So Seeds is a ministry that we, we write word for word scripture songs. You know, we say mm. we sing God's word. It gives you an opportunity mm. and the worship music, it's modern, like, you know, Chris Tomlin, like things you sing in church, but, um, yeah. but it's also it has high energy for kids. We've got adult voices, kid voices on there, but it's definitely yeah. something dads can enjoy listening to, you know, with their kids. We've made it for, for families to listen to together, you yeah. know, but the core age for it is, it's really elementary age. If you can mm-hmm. have God's word playing in your home, you know, and yep. one of the amazing things about technology right now is people have, you know, Siri or Alexa or these things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've said it's never been easier in the history of the world to have worship music play in your home. And That's right. there's even statistics that tell you like things that you can do to help your kids grow spiritually. And one of them is play worship music in your home. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you can just say, you know, Alexa, play Seeds Family Worship and you'll have God's word rolling in your house. You yeah, know. I'm glad I had headphones on when you said that, because otherwise my speaker would have started to <laughs> interrupt us. I've actually had that when I was teaching at a church. Someone said, Mr. Hauser made our music play at our house yeah, when he said yeah. that, you know. But yeah. uh, but anyway, um, but it, it's really, we have the songs, you know, so you can really learn God's word. Yeah. Just listening because we we learned so easily through music, right? And so that That's was right. the genesis yeah. of the ministry. We we have 
almost 200 scripture songs that we've done over the past 16 years. And so there's a big catalog and it's fun for families. Then we have videos that you can uh, watch in your home and they have hand motions. So if you want to have a family worship time and do some worship with your younger kids, it's a great way to listen to God's word. And like I say, it's fun, upbeat music. And so it just brings joy in your house and you can talk about Mm. what the scriptures mean. And then the thing we've done this year that's been really cool is we've done a thing called 20 Verses in 2020. And God's mm. brought a, a guy that used to be at Family Life to, to serve with us and to write a devotions mm. for us. And so we have this thing where it's free to families. And again, you could, you could provide a link, Jared, if you wouldn't mind, yep. where they could go yeah. straight to our website. You can watch a video, have a short devotion. It helps you say a prayer. And then you could do that's do, great fun family ministry with your kids and if you, with us that's on your what that's on your website on our website yeah and it's all yeah. free and cool. and the great thing is if you put just a little bit of effort like you could mm-hmm. memorize 20 verses with your family you could be getting god's word mm, in the kids yeah in your kids hearts you know and yep. one of the scriptures that i go to all the time is psalm 119 it says how can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm. And so for a dad, like what can we do to fight for our kids? We can help store up God's word in their hearts so that they can stay on the right road. Because God's word is going to be their guide and we can have that together as a family. And so so you, you can have Alexa play some Seeds Family Worship, just enjoy it. You could do the devotions, but you're planning the big win for dads is you're on mission to help your kids follow Jesus. You're getting God's word in their heart that will stay. These songs will just like seeds. That's why we get the word of God planted in hearts, right? That's where the name came from that they're going to bring a harvest. Your kids are going to know his word. And so as they go off into their own lives, you're going to have planted that word. You've been a part of that, you know? Yeah. When I was in sixth grade, uh, the church that I attended, they did this thing. The pastor called it. We were, we were a small little church, but he did this thing where uh, it was called cross training. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. I mean, maybe the anyway. It was you know, <laughs> cross training, and uh, and uh, what he would do is there was probably you know ten of us in sixth grade at the church, and mm-hmm. he they would do this every year for the sixth grade class, and we memorized something like I don't know sixty five seventy verses wow. all year. And then if we could say them by memory, like without messing up, we could say them all by memory. Uh, the pastor himself from his own pocket would actually go with us. He would he would take the church van and would drive us to the mall and we would get to pick out any pair of shoes we wanted. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And he would pay for it himself, you know, right, right there. And, uh, and so this was kind of a challenge for it. And I did it, you know, I did, I wanted a new pair of shoes as a sixth grade boy. And I was like, yeah, I want, you know, and we kind of grew up in a poor family. So this was a big deal for oh, us yeah. to get, to get some, any pair of shoes we wanted. And, uh, man, I say all that because those verses still to this day, I could tell you all of them by memory. And I, I was in sixth grade yeah. and, uh, and the way that they have shaped my discipleship journey as I've got into situations and you see the word of God come to life and you're like, oh man, okay, this is what it's, it, it just played out exactly what you're talking about there. So, and the Holy I love Spirit, what you guys are, yeah, the Holy yeah. Spirit has those bullets, yep. they're just there, right? Yep. And so then the mm-hmm. moment comes and it's like the verse mm-hmm. just lands. I love yep. that. We need to do something with that because kids love their kicks. So, we could do something cool with that with seeds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love take that the idea. Yeah. Make it your own. And 
figure that that's awesome. You said at one point during this interview, you were talking about prayer and then you said, you know, we've, we've done a lot of things. We've done some things right. Like praying for our kids. There's some things we haven't always done right. And we can get into that. And I, and I meant to stop you there because I would love to hear like a fail, (laughs) like something where you're like, let's uh, let's get into that. Something where I'm like, Um, I, I didn't do this well. And, uh, and I, yeah, for us young dads, man, I, what was a mistake? I mean, from? I can just say so many options, so many choices. No. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I think one of the things that I'll put a fail at them with a, with a rebound, you know, yeah. cause I think it's yeah, yeah. a, but you know, I grew up in a family, it's just anger, you know, there's a lot of anger. And I think a lot of guys probably have dealt with that in their households, maybe with their relationship with their dad, you know? And so it can be easy for me just to get angry and frustrated. And I think with dad, yeah. sometimes we are, we're trying to achieve an agenda. We're trying to move things forward and we have a lot of pressure on us as dads, you know, yeah. but we can just spout off in anger, you know, and there's just been in times with our kids where I've either yelled at the kids or I've just been, I'm more, it's not like a screaming more. It's my intensity. I don't realize sometimes, like, I think for a dad, the power of our words, our words have mm-hmm. weight. And mm-hmm. I have not stewarded that at times. And I'm not trying to spiritualize it. I've said some bad things, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've cursed in front of my wife in arguments. I've, you know, we've just done, yeah. I mean, I, like I say, I'm not yeah. hiding anything. <laughs> yeah. But my words, because I'm a passionate, emotional, songwriter, creative guy, but I, <laughs> when my anger can get a hold of me and I say things and I've, I've said things that have hurt both my kids and my wife. You yep. know? And I think for guys, um, that's something that we can fall into pretty easily. Yep. Um, but I think the thing, so I've definitely done way more than my share of that. And I do think, you know, by the grace of God, I have matured in that area yeah. where the, the happenings of that are so much less than they were when I was younger. Yeah. So, yeah. but the rebound yeah. is for, for dads. What I encourage when you, when you screw up in that special way, like I've done <laughs> <laughs> by saying words, you wish you wouldn't have said, there is such a power in repenting to your right. wife and your kids. And yeah. especially sometimes I think we know we need to tell our wives are sorry when we we're sorry when we've been off, but with our kids, maybe we think our position as dads, we're weakening our mm. position or mm. our authority, or we just need to move forward and not mention it. But it, mm. I think it's so healthy for us as dads to even get down on our kids level and say, Hey, you know, tonight when we were talking about this and I yelled at you and said this yeah. thing and say specific, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. And that's not how dads should treat their sons. And so I want you to know, I'm sorry, would you please forgive me? Yep. And our, and then your son can say, or your daughter, yes, I forgive you. To, the opportunity there is like, yeah, I've screwed up pretty big here, mm-hmm. but I can come and the, of, of just seeking to make it right and walking our kids through forgiveness because families have to do that. We have yeah. to be able to forgive each other. And we, now we can demonstrate what happens Here's what you should do when you screw up with somebody. Here's what you That's should right. do when your words get out of control, when your emotions get the best of you. Say you're sorry, repent, and say, I'm going to you know, try to do better next time. I'm going to do better, right? Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. stay on this path. But just to have that forgiveness and to yeah. see that, that's the, the rebound, right? Totally. And the, and the beauty of all of that, when a dad does that, when he humbles himself and he repents to his wife and his kids, what the, the, some, probably the most beautiful thing is we are demonstrating for our children and for our wife, but especially for our children in those moments where we're saying, 
daddy is not the hero of this family. Right. Jesus is. Yes. And when I repent, I'm letting you know uh, daddy even needs Jesus. Like daddy is desperate for the gospel of Jesus Christ to come and save me. And even in this moment, God is continuing to take the broken areas of my heart and make them new. Yeah. You know, I may be daddy and daddy's authority over you, but daddy is also under the authority of God, the father. Yes. And he is continuing to parent daddy's heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that just really, that is what's going to make sense to our kids later when, as they grow up to say, Oh, if daddy needs Jesus, maybe even I need Jesus, right? Like that, right. that gives them a much clearer understanding of the gospel than a daddy who knows it all and is the hero of the story. So man, yeah, that's a good word, bro. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. I, I hope everybody can relate. Cause I mean, that's, it gets very real, you know, when oh, we're dude. at home and, and that's what we can all encourage each other. We don't have to pretend to be something um, that we're not, we can share our, our weaknesses and yeah. our struggles because they're, yeah. they're there. Yep. But we can also be, you can ha- have that and also be strong for your family. God's called us to be protectors of our Absolutely. families. God's called us to yeah. be leaders. It's like those things aren't mutually exclusive. I think That's for right. men and even in, like you were saying, Jared, humility is powerful. And Jesus yeah. was was meek. And I'm sure most men have heard this, but you know, that's not weakness. Mm-hmm. It's that authority. Jesus' power was perfectly under control, but he had all yeah. the power. But he, yeah. him, him choosing humility, he's the example to say he had all the power, but he chose to be humble, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, and that's for us as dads. Like we have this power, we have this authority, but we need to be like Jesus and exercise that with humility and a servant's yeah. heart. Yeah, that's good, man. I, uh, I tell the story in the dad tired book about, a. I won't tell you the whole story here, but there was a time where I took my daughter fishing and she took my brand new, like day old iPhone that I had paid for with cash, no insurance and <laughs> threw it out of her little frustration into the middle of the river oh. and just sunk to the bottom. And, uh, and it was, a uh, still to this day, one of my most embarrassing outbursts of anger that I've ever had. I mean, I just screamed at the top of my lungs. I was so angry at her. And, uh, and, and so, you know, I, obviously God used that in many ways and, and I pray, God, I don't ever, I don't want to be that dad you yeah. know, and all this stuff. Well, anyway, I tell you the story because yesterday I took my kids out on a, to that same dock and this time we had an inflatable kayak and we all, I piled all my kids in this inflatable kayak. We look like a circus, you know, people are <laughs> paddling by us. I'm like, wow, that's quite the, uh, quite the crew you got there. Anyway, so we're there and now my youngest daughter, who's just, she's about to be two, she took this <laughs> brand new fishing pole that I just bought and literally picked it up and just threw it into the river <laughs> and i'm just like this is god you know just like telling me either one stop coming here with your kids or like you know it was it could have easily been a moment of like repeated anger you know in the same way that my daughter had thrown my phone in. i just was reminded like i just laughed i literally laughed and i was like god you are shaping my heart and to really understand like who cares what what at the end of the day, what my kids need is a daddy who is madly in love with Jesus and desperately using every possible situation to point them to him and love on them and show grace. And so uh, it was just a cool, for me, like redemption moment of yeah. seeing that same place where I just lost it to a place where I just like, I laughed at it. And um, yeah, so yeah, and pe- reminded me of that people are more important than things. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a value we want to teach our kids, right? So you're more important than my fishing pole. Even though I said that, I said that until I saw the iPhone in the air (laughs) 
And <laughs> no, that's a great story because I'm like that. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It gets yeah. real. Like yeah, it, it gets, gets real. real, man. And yeah. like, what do you do in that moment? And you're just like, yeah. okay, this is beyond the worst case scenario I had for this. And you're trying to yeah, do my f- pithy little quotes don't feel like anything of substance when you actually see the phone in the air about to hit the water. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, this is now, now God's actually testing me here. <laughs> what's, what's really in my heart. <laughs> yeah. And we're trying to plan this family time. Yeah. It can be oh frustrating for dads. Like, Lord, I'm bringing my family. I'm trying to right. like, yeah, I'm as I, I, I joke about my family. Another one of my, I'll just tell you one other quick story. But my my meltdowns in the front of the family, and and we joking, we still joke about this to this day. Yeah, as I'm yeah. doing some dishes, and my wife says, I mean, the kids are just like, I'm trying to like clean up and do things, but just overwhelmed, you know. And I just go, Hey, yeah. I'm working my butt off for this family. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just, and then everybody's, but it's kind of a joke about, we have a dishes joke because it's all trying to get family, you know? And so it kind of comes up, comes up a lot. But again, it's just like, you feel that sometimes and you're just going, come on, man. Well, I'm embarrassed that that's like a one-time story for you. Cause that's like a multiple times a week for me as I'm doing (laughs) dishes and cleaning the house. And I'm like, I'm working so hard for you. Anyway, I'm convicted. No. Uh, Jason, this is so good, man. I'm, I'm so encouraged by you and your heart and just your wisdom. Uh, any, I'll give you the final fl- the floor for the final thoughts here. Any, any last words you'd say to a young dad who's listening, who's tired, but wants to be the spiritual leader that God's calling him to be? What, what would you say? Absolutely. The thing that I, that I just want to share with you, man, is, is figure out what's the next step, you know, and just go to the Lord. As we talked about praying for your family, just pray for God's strength to lead, to be who he's called you to be for your family. Because you have this powerful voice, you have this seat in your kids' lives, you have this place of influence, but also you're not alone, you know? And I I share um, like the great commission in Matthew 28, where Jesus told us to go and make disciples. And then he said, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So he's given us a call. And and I believe that's for our homes. You can take that to your house. But then at the end of it, he said, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And so for you to know as a dad, when you step into this place, whatever your next step is, I encourage you to take that next step. But no, you're not alone. You're going to face some resistance as you lead your family spiritually. So just know you may have an iPhone thrown into a lake or something yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that pushes you to the edge, but it's also going to be like, okay, that, that testing of your heart, you're going to take that step and you're going to be courageous. Like I'm going to have the courage to lead my family. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the blessing and you're going to realize when you get to be my age, when kids are our last daughter is a junior to we're near empty nester. And, and just, I just turned 50, as I mentioned earlier, Things look different than 20 years ago as a dad. You feel like you, you know, mm-hmm. provide for the family and just the weight of things. But now I just go, I hope I did enough. I hope I mm-hmm. really had my priorities um, set right. Right. Of course, I, you struggle with those. But my, my point is, it's worth the battle. So for mm-hmm. you as a dad, take whatever God's leading you to do to take that next step. Take the next step and make it a priority. Because when you look back at your life, this is what's going to matter. Yeah. Your relationship with God, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your kids. And if you're in a place of brokenness with divorce, if you're a single parent with your kids, I mean, all these places, I'm saying wherever you are, just like I did in my pickup truck that day, say, God, I want to put you first and, and 
and lead my family, whatever that looks like where you're sitting, God will meet you there and give you the strength to take that next step. And you'll never regret doing it. You'll be glad. And so do whatever it takes to make the next step and do the hard thing because ultimately it will be blessing for your life, for your kids and for the next generation of your family. Jason, you've brought me closer to Jesus. I have a feeling you brought a lot of other guys closer to Jesus today. I'm so grateful you hung out with us, man. Thank you for being here. Thank you, man. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed today's episode. If it was encouraging to you, hit the share button and share it with a dad who can use some encouragement on his dad and husband journey. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Later.